Welcome to Group Talk, four shows, one podcast from the Small Group Network focusing on topics relevant to small group ministries. Whether you're in a church of 100 or 10,000, whether you're a volunteer or staff, we want to support, encourage, and equip you to lead well. So relax, listen, and enjoy Group Talk United. Hello to all of you small group point people out there in the trenches of small group ministry. And thank you so much for tuning in to listen to this special edition of Group Talk United. I hope you had a very Merry Christmas. And it's Derek here as always, along with your four Group Talk hosts. We've got Steve Gladen of Inside Saddleback. 2020 is almost over. Hang in there. We've got Carolyn Takeda of Here to There. Thank God it's almost over. Happy New Year, everyone. Bill Search of the Leadership Journey. So good to be with you. Nick Lenzi of the Reading Lens. Hey, everybody. And uh, sadly, our producer, Jason Banzoff, is not able to be with us. He's moving and baby's on the way. But uh, listen to the end of the show to your special message just from Jason for you. So a uh, reminder, guys, we are, as we record this, all over the country. We're not like in one posh studio. We're spread out all over the fruited plain from sea to shining sea. We've got Nick over there in New Jersey. We've got Bill in the wonderful state of Oklahoma. Uh, And then Steve, Carolyn, and myself are here in sunny Southern California. What is it, about 60 degrees? Yeah, in our posh studio. It's a very comfortable, you know, 70 degrees. (laughs) Our home office is a posh studio now. (laughs) Yes. That's funny because the uh, state motto of Oklahoma is there's nothing posher. So, <laughs> actually, that's not true. The state motto of Oklahoma is you can't tell me what to do. It's endearing. <laughs> it's sweet. So Before we jump into the meat of the show, uh, I just wanted to take a minute and just, man, catch your guys' excitement for Virtual Lobby Gathering 2021. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're listening and you don't know what the lobby is, it is one of our biggest training events. We do it every year, usually in SoCal. But due to COVID restrictions this year, the Lobby Gathering is going to be a live virtual event on uh, February 23rd, 24th. It's going to be a live event from 9 a.m. to noon each day, uh, Pacific Standard Time. And we've got an incredible lineup of sessions. Each d- morning is going to start off with a general session uh, followed by like 10 breakout sessions uh, per hour. And so check out the lineup we have on Tuesday for our main opening panel session. It's going to be recruiting and training leaders with Steve Gladen, uh, Bill Willits of North Point, and Jared Kirkwood of Mariners. And then on Wednesday, our uh, opening coaching panel is going to be on, I'm sorry, coaching how to care for your leaders with Steve with Bill Willits again and Dave Enns of North Coast. So guys, I just want to hear from you. How excited are you about Virtual Lobby 2021? Very excited. I think one thing especially I'm excited for is the Small Group Network is not just a United States organization. It is global, international, everything. And I know there's so many who can't fly in. So the opportunity for this to be virtual and allow everyone to be there is really exciting for them to get to be a part of the conversations that take place at the lobby. Yeah, I'll go. I was to say, I totally agree with that. I think that, you know, normally the lobby is uh, inhibited by our space, how much space we have mm-hmm. to gather together. And now this is unlimited. I mean, you could, doesn't matter where you live, we could have, we could have thousands of people at the lobby this year where normally that'd be a little tight at the uh, San Juan Capstrano. <laughs> Yeah, originally I was a little bit mad at the Republic of California for uh, shutting us down, but uh, excited for those things that we, I was on a, 
uh, cohort with the uh, European uh, Align cohort, and so many of them are jumping on the the lobby because in Europe it's the perfect evening time from what we're doing in the morning. So they're excited to jump on. So yeah, yeah. There, there's a silver lining in everything. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and I think we've been doing online conferencing probably for the last eight nine months with different um, areas. But what's so cool about the lobbies that we really try to preserve the relational. Um, core that is the beauty and the blessing of the lobby. So I think we're, we've um, designed it so you will have breakout times. You will be able to interact and make some new peer friends um, that are going to help encourage you. And you get to also be an encourager as well. So try to keep the best um, DNA pieces of that relational community and to to have that encouragement while still providing um, you know world class content to help us in the ministry going forward. So I'm I'm super excited about making new friends and getting to see. My old ones. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Um, for the usual lobby we have at a physical event, we can only hold about a hundred people. Mm-hmm. Guess how many people we already have registered for virtual lobby? Over a hundred and twenty-five. Wow! So pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, we're really going to see start. this thing get big. And um, go to smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash events. Uh, look for the virtual lobby tab. Click on that. And you can lock in a price as low as 39 bucks. And in fact, we're even going to uh, roll out some flash sales coming up again. Uh-oh. So be looking for those. My team just signed up for that $39 thing. Goodness. <laughs> Too late Should we now. get a heads up, Derek? Sorry. No. not get a heads Snooze up about lose. these things. <laughs> okay. That's the way it goes. It's to a good Snooze cause, Carolyn. Don't, don't be greedy, Carolyn. It's to a good cause. You're right. You're right. Okay. I repent. I repent. <laughs> I repent. We're all volunteers. <laughs> That's right. It, it's, it's, it, it helps fund our salary. Wait, we don't get one. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. Well, I am super excited, you guys, for today's episode um, because as we close out the year of 2020, uh, we are determined to end the year on a positive note. And I'm saying that as somebody who not only went through the 2020 craziness like you guys all did, but living here in SoCal, where I do kind of on the edge of the hills. On top of all the other craziness, we just went through two fire evacuations. Oh, It's like, will this year ever end? Um, so I'm super excited about our topic, how we're going to end the year on a positive note, looking at silver linings. So what we're going to do is look at three different areas, your personal life, kind of your church life situation, and then how you your experience with the network. And we're going to look at what are the silver linings that you've seen in 2020 and how can we apply that uh, to all of our listeners and to us as we go into 2021. So buckle your seatbelts, you guys. Get ready, Steve. We're going to start with you. And right now, uh, the question is, Steve, when it comes to your personal life as a human being, <laughs> As opposed to being a droid. Yeah, I know. What is your silver lining for 2020 and how is this transferable to everybody listening? I'm assuming you're meaning the personal side uh, since you said human, uh, but I appreciate you calling me a human. That's that's nice. I've had other people call me other things. Uh, But uh, when I'm, you know, I think all of us, we've been so stressed. Uh, and so many things that this pandemic has done uh, throughout all the other pieces of what 2020 has offered. Derek mentioned fires and politicalness and uh, racial tensions and all that. Uh, but when I look at the personal side, uh, I think there's a couple of things that that, share, that came out for me. One was 
um, just better quiet time. Uh, I went from, um, you know, being a a Sunday through Thursday or back half of Saturday, front half of Sunday, because we have services on Saturday night and Sunday, and then, uh, you know, getting um, Monday through Thursday working. And so, but moving to Monday through Friday, uh, because our services, uh, our physical temple courts is shut down, everything else is wide open uh, with what we're doing at Saddleback. But it, it really forced me into, it forced me to get into a better Sabbath time, which uh, I'm so appreciative to. And then obviously rolling out of that Sabbath time has been, you know, just better priorities. It's just, uh, it's hard to explain, but, you know, it's just been one of those things where my, my personal time with God has just been, uh, it, it was just such a reset for how my week rolled out that it just, you know, forced me in a great way to be tied in with uh, the Lord just a lot better. So good. Thanks for sharing, Steve. Carolyn, what about you? When it comes to you, you personally, what's your silver lining for 2020, your top one, and how is it transferable to everybody listening? Yeah. I. Um, the thing that comes to mind for me is as a um, mother of two college-age students that um, my kids were so busy in high school that we were just coming and going a lot. And then when everything got shut down in March, um, and one of my daughters goes to school in the Boston area, so they came home and we had three months together. And we had not had three months together in, since they were middle school probably. Um, and it was such a gift. Um, we not only just had fun together, but um, there was we had some really deeper conversations. They're now young women. Um, they're no longer high school students. They and I got to see um, kind of what God's been doing in their life, uh, where they're making choices I don't particularly love, but um, some choices that I'm really thankful for. But just kind of getting to know them as human beings <laughs> um, was was actually really good and kind of shifting that relationship. And I think if we didn't have such a concentrated amount of time together, um, where the world was just so outside of our home. Um, it was just kind of going in chaos that it just really gave us a lot more time. I don't think we've had so many meals um, as a family in in years. Um, and so I just really relish that. And I think for application-wise, it's um, helped me this this year to be more fully present with people. And I know we say that and we try to do that, um, but kind of like the Sabbath thing that Steve was talking about, I, I think I'm typically running um, around too fast mm-hmm. and uh, think of the next thing, the next thing I'm going to say, the next person I'm going to meet, the next phone call, the next task. Um, and having so much of uh, my job stuff, kind of some of that stripped away, even the interaction in the office didn't exist. And just a lot of that really kind of distilled it to focusing on um, the person in front of me, whether it was my children, my um, husband, you know, the, the small group leader on the call, whatever it was just, and I want to keep that, that discipline, that focus of wherever I am, I want to be fully present there for whatever God has in that moment for us. Um, and so I, and that really, I got to practice a lot of that with my, um, my kids. And so that was a, a huge blessing. Thanks so much for sharing, Carolyn. Bill, what about you? Boy, I could echo what Carolyn just said. I have two college-age girls and never expected at this season of life to have them home. Mm-hmm. And they never expected at this season of life yes. to be home. So right. the silver lining to me might not be the one that they would choose. But so as not to repeat what Carolyn just said, because I could echo all that, I'd add uh, a goal of mine is always every year is to read a book a week. And this was the year that I was able to do 
past that as a goal because the pace of life and ministry was such that a lot of the things I couldn't do that I normally do, which gave me freedom and permission to just sort of dig deep. So I not only chose uh, to, to pursue that, but also uh, chose a lot more complicated or complex books, dead authors, classics, dug into St. Augustine and uh, G.K. Chesterton and some of those that aren't the lightest reads, but boy, they're rich. And yeah. for me personally, it was refreshing to read outside of an election year, outside of mm. a pandemic, to actually read something that had more of a timeless feel and realize that the themes were very consistent between what mm. was written in the fourth century and in the 21st century, that if you follow Christ and love him, the challenges uh, stay much the same through the years that just certain technologies change, but otherwise people have not changed all that much, if at all. So it was really refreshing and encouraging to, to dive deep and feel like I was feeding my soul. I feel like it was good foundation level work and allowing me to anticipate 2021 with a different kind of perspective. Thanks for sharing, Bill. And last but not least, um, Nick, what is your personal silver lining for 2020? Yeah, I, I think mine took a little bit longer to, to learn in this. But, you know, when when this news came about in March, you know, there was a lot of, all right, we're in this for a couple weeks, three weeks, you know, maybe a month, maybe so far. And it just kept going and kept going and kept going. But along with that, I think I learned character development because of it in that we have very little control of our environments and, and what we can actually can control. And so my attitude back in March and April was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll start taking care of these habits once things are back to normal, once they're back to normal and just continuing to put that off and put that off. And I think that, um, you know, character development is, is recognizing that you're, you're in control of yourself and that if you're constantly waiting for your environments to be right, it's never going to be the right time. And so starting to put those things in practice when things are difficult is is way better than waiting for that perfect environment to finally arrive. I love that quote, Nick, that character development is learning that you're in control of yourself. That was rich. Well, thanks guys for sharing that. And uh, let's go to our second question. And Carolyn, we're going to start with you. Um, similar question, a little bit different twist. When it comes to your church and you as a ministry leader, what is your silver lining for 2020 and how is it transferable for us in 2021? Yeah, I think um, both for the small groups ministry and for the church as a whole, um, we have been kind of, let's say, the priority of online was low. Um, I did not have any online small groups till this year, <laughs> until the pandemic forced it on me. Um, I had tried it a couple times, at different times, and it just did not go. Um, and I had really resisted um, putting our groups um, online for connection, for people to just choose and not have an intermediary. Um, and there's you know lots of reasons for that. But um, I had resisted that as well, and that also um, started. And so these were new discoveries. And then on the church side, too, we'd always had uh, live streaming, but gave it zero attention. <laughs> Basically just popped up a camera. We didn't have live chat. We didn't have um, the, the studio quality that we would want. I mean, it was really a, a very much a, um, you know, just the kind of passing by thought. 
Um, and because of uh, the pandemic, we started resourcing it um, heavily. And so now our live services are so much better and they're so much more engaging. Um, all the lessons learning about how to talk to the camera, how to do different things, the live chat hosting, um, re realizing that's another way to connect with people in a meaningful way. Um, there, so all of that. And then on the small group side, similarly, um, using the tool of having people just sign up for groups online um, really helped set that uh, process free. So I think we're always going to have both. So in 2021, I mean, the reality is, God willing, um, a vaccine comes quickly and we end up uh, back on campus. But I think people's habits have changed and it is not going to be look anything like the beginning of 2019. I think we just can accept that that is not how it's going to be. However, it will always be a hybrid. And now to recognize that there will always be people um, that are going to be engaging through online mediums and our online small groups who are here to stay will always have that as a hybrid. We'll always have connection, both physical and online. So I think um, those learnings uh, were necessary and probably should have adopted them sooner. But, you know, necessity is a mother of invention. So we adopted them now and it's been really helpful and we'll definitely keep, keep those going. Well said. Well said, Carolyn. Thank you. So uh, let's go next with Bill, Nick, and then Steve. And so uh, I'll share the question one more time. When it comes to your church and you as a ministry leader, what is your silver lining for 2020 and how is it transferable to all of us uh, going into 2021? Bill, Nick, and then Steve. You know, for me, it gave me a chance to really dive deep and build a relational foundation with my leaders. We had nothing but time, especially in the early days of the pandemic, but even now. And in the past, I would have preferred face-to-face -face over lunch or a cup of coffee or something like that. But now it's over Zoom, it's over a phone call, and that's good. That's actually a, a blessing to know that we do have a technology. I, I kind of look back at at 1919 and the last pandemic a hundred years ago, and they didn't have access to the technology that we just consider pretty normative today. So it allowed me, I'm fairly new here at my role in Oklahoma city, been here now almost three years, but that's pretty new. And to allow this year to dive deep with leaders, get to know their stories, hear about their families to uh, engage with them on a regular personal level has been wonderful because it's told me a lot about this church. It's told me a lot about this community. And actually, I think this is a pastorally rich season because some of the things that we did before, we can't run programs. If you had big teaching venues other than the main ones on the weekend, those things have dissipated as well. But People still need other people to care about them and to invest in them and to find out what makes them tick and to do what they can to disciple and nurture and shepherd them. And so this has just been a pastorally rich, rich year. And I, I'm not thankful for the, the tragedy of the year or the tragedies that families and individuals have experienced, but I'm certainly thankful that in God's redemptive force, his church continues on and people mm -hmm. still engage in life on life ministry. And that's just been, that's just been a wonderful part of, of ministry this year. We've learned that we don't need some of the programs and in the process, we, we've dropped some of the programs too. So I'll stop there and let some of the other guys pick up from here. Yeah. I think what I really enjoyed, uh, not much enjoyed about this year, but the, the strategy and process of it where 
I think we take for granted before this of how we do things. And we don't really take time to stop and think, why are we doing this? What is the purpose? And, and I think when we had to transition to online, it became more than just, all right, you're just going to take your group, you're going to do the same thing online. And I think those groups that did that and just completely up, we're just doing the same thing we did in person, but do it online. It, it hasn't worked. It hasn't connected as well. And so it's forced us to think, all right, why are we, why are we gathering? And then what is the best way to get to, to communicate that through and and what are the things that need to change? And I hope like when we get out of this, that that doesn't stop as we move forward, that we're constantly thinking in each environment, what's the most engaging way? What is the best way that this person is going to get to know God in this environment? Yeah, I think I will. I'm going to take a little bit of a different twist. You guys have covered some, some great things. I mean, I mean, one of the blessings at Saddleback, we, we were a little bit ahead of the bell curve during the pandemic, but we had, you know, our online service has been running since 03. We've had online groups since 09. We've been doing online training uh, since 10. And so it, it's it's been one of those things where we've been able to refine it and, and make it better, get more concise, better tools and stuff like that. I, I think one of our silver linings has been, I'll just give you one snapshot because Rick said it so beautifully when we've been doing our services, he goes, our happiest people are the people that are in a small group and they're serving the community. And we're, we're, we're not a place where we, we had to move from being a gathering place to a mobilizing place. And just to give you context, when we started out and we launched a campaign, uh, a, a, a dreams campaign. And we launched it uh, right at the end of February. First weekend in March was distribution. And uh, literally, we got one week of distribution and then had to shut down. And But in that pre-thing, Rick was doing an acrostic on doors, no shock, uh, but not to go into everything. But uh, the D, uh, uh, you know, on the doors that God could open, the D was, we want to double everything. And... Uh, and so, you know, all of a sudden, then the following week, you get shut into a, a, a pandemic. And part of this is, you know, reflecting back on what Bill was saying when he's talking about reading books. I mean, uh, I, I, I read a, a comic book a day, but, uh, you know, <laughs> not, not, nothing else. But, um, but, you know, history has taught us God's always in control. And the beautiful thing is, is that we've been able to mobilize uh, over 20,000 people out of our groups into uh, into the field of the, one particular thing is our food distribution. We have a, a number of things that we're doing in the community, but but the beautiful thing with that, you know, at the time of this airing, it, it we've seen our one-on-one people, people in our groups in the field that have led, you know, close to sixteen thousand people to the Lord. That means they're sitting across the car window and praying for some people to receive Christ. Now, and when you look back at the close of this year and the silver lining for our church was, we had a total different strategy on double everything. But when you look back on it, God had a better strategy. And part of that is just to realize, and I think our learning for our groups was, was you know, it, it forced them to reset. It made them like... For a lot of people, you're talking about, you know, you got that big learning with people jumping online. For us, it was the hunger to get back into the field and, mm-hmm. you know, do a variety of ministry. So it's, it's that balance of, you know, you want, you want Bible study, but you got to get the other purposes yeah. in there too. So it's, it's been such a great silver lining for our groups just to get that defibrillation and reset. So was that then a relief 
to you as a Saddleback staff that you only had to double instead of adding a zero to the end of it? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point, Nick. And uh, the problem is uh, the rest of O-O-R-S indoors, you know, was uh, felt like we were adding a zero to everything. So, yeah, it was... Well, thanks everybody for sharing. That's very encouraging. And on to our last big question of today's show. And we're going to go in this order of Bill, Nick, Steve, and Carolyn. Is uh, when it comes to you as a member and a leader of the small group network, uh, what is a silver lining uh, for 2020 that most excites you? And uh, how is this going to be encouraging to everybody in the network? in 2021. So we'll go Bill, Nick, Steve, and Carolyn. Well, for me personally, Steve and I have talked on and off through the years of different ways where I could be involved in the network. And I I participate extensively on the small group network, the Facebook group. Uh, I love to interact. I love to see people's comments. I've made friendships through that. But uh, through the years, just with the time constraints I have, just trying to figure out a way to give back to the network that's given me so much. Uh, This year I joined this awesome team of (laughs) podcasters and that's been just a boatload of fun to learn how this thing goes. So I don't know if that's helpful to anybody else, Derek. I mean, honestly, it might only be helpful to be in me and my mom who listens to the podcast. (laughs) Maybe the only time people hear my podcast is when I'm with the rest of you guys. But personally, it's also just been refreshing to have others uh, you know, this, this fine group right here to forge these friendships more deeply and to serve alongside one another, even though we're spread around the country to, to know that we're in this together. And that's part of the neat thing of things like the small group network is just an opportunity to, to figure out how can I do my work that God's called me to do in my church and at the same time help maybe uh, encourage and, and blow wind in the sails of someone else who's doing this Maybe they're around the block. Maybe they're around the globe. And that, to me, has been just a real blessing this year. I, I didn't expect it. And uh, here I am on a podcast. And, and true story, I never heard a podcast until this year. First podcast I heard was Carolyn's. Uh, and I was a guest on her podcast through the years, but I just never dialed any of them in. And it's so, so great to know that you were such a faithful listener. <laughs> well, I became one. Now I'm one. And now I realized this is awesome. This is a, this is really a great, it's a great personal encouragement. So anyhow, that, like I said, maybe that's helpful to no one but me, but that's been a silver lining for me this year. <laughs> that's awesome. For me, it's the uh, uh, embracing online. So what am I, I've been in the network since 2013. And uh, one of my previous roles was being a regional leader. And part of being a regional leader is trying to help uh, aid and assist and partner with the huddles that take place. And one of the things that was always a challenging thing with huddles is trying to get people to gather. And that can be challenging because some are volunteers, some are full-time, so some can get away, some can't. And then trying to find the location and drive 45 minutes or I know in, like in Nebraska, they drive like three hours, which is incredible um, <laughs> to go to huddles. They but, drive three hours to go to Walmart in Nebraska, Nick. Yeah. Nebraska. And we yeah. love you in Nebraska, by yeah. the way. I was going to say, shout some love out to Nebraska because we yeah. love, love Nebraska. Thank you, Nick, for what you do. Shout out to Nick in uh, uh, Grand Island, I think is where Nick's from. So, uh, anyways, but now that we're online, it makes it so much easier to huddle, to, to get into huddles. Um, 
that that has been super helpful. And then also really helps those who are volunteering and, and giving up their time. It makes it much easier for them to drop in uh, and get to know. But those those huddles are really, really great to understanding local context. And then just finding another person who thinks like you is so helpful. Yeah, I just actually came off of our huddle this morning for Ventura and Santa Barbara County in California, um, and we met for an hour, and we had a couple new people. One was an elder volunteer who just is now starting to tackle small groups at her church, and we had some other people, and um, we talked about the challenges, and it was so sweet because several people said, hey, we, me too, me too, basically, right? Like, we are all dealing with it, and one guy said, this is the most encouraging thing I have heard. <laughs> Yeah. You know, all week. So what a joy. Yeah. And so for everybody listening, if you want to start a huddle, uh, mm-hmm. start off the, the New Year strong. Start a huddle. Go to smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash huddles and you'll see everything you need. You can literally start one online. We have an interactive map uh, where others can find you. And uh, you'll, 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 it's basically a small group for small group point yep. people. Meet a couple times a year virtually or over coffee, and uh, it's just so exciting. Like Carolyn just shared, to hear all of the testimonies coming out of these huddles. Steve, no, I love it. I love what I'm hearing. Uh, I think for me, uh, it you know, at first I was going to say uh, uh, the courses that we've launched because once uh, the pandemic had shut down so much of our in gathering uh, conferences and workshops that we had, uh, we we developed courses uh, that people could learn one on one and. And to echo what Bill was saying, uh, what I loved about Bill, Bill saying, hey, this is really where my gift set is. How can I use it? And so then what's, what's how we came up with the, the podcast piece. But uh, in the Oceana area uh, of our network, uh, it was just something where, uh, you know, they were coming up and just saying, hey, could we do a cohort with this? And I've, I've participated in a lot of different cohorts. And I'm just like going, a, I went to a selfish side and just said, why didn't I think of that? Uh, but, uh, but it was great that, you know, they partnered together and they launched our first cohort. And so, so not only do we have the silver lining, you know, normally we just get in our machine of running conferences every month uh, that you can see on the events page or, or not see uh, because of the pandemic. Uh, but what's been great is having the courses launching that can go so deep into so many different pieces of, of, you know, what small group ministry can be in children's and students, adults, uh, different aspects of leadership development, developing interns. So there's so many different things that, that were there. But then to see the cohorts uh, just spring up and and a lot of the regional leaders uh, all across the globe have been doing them. And so it's just fun as I look to 2021 and I see a cohort that's going to pop up in uh, South Africa and in Seoul, Korea and in uh, in Canada. It's just it's exciting just to see what God's in the move of because we have to stay in that that machine of you know cranking out in person things and you still want to do that. But what a beauty uh, because when you're in a cohort face to face, you know whether it's over Zoom or uh, back when I was doing them, they were physical ones where you you were a part of it. But it, it's just that that silver lining. But the great thing is it didn't come from me, it came from our Oceana area on the globe that said, oh, why aren't we doing this? And it's like, you know, a typical Rickism. It's like, uh, you're it. And, they did it great. <laughs> and so I said, copy all the files and can we use them in for using that cohort? So it's just what a, what a blessing of the network and people using their gift sets. So just again, just want to yeah. make a plug that Bill made too, is that, you know, 
if if you're out there and you're feeling underutilized, here's a great way to bless others. Well said. And you can go to um, our course page. We actually have smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash courses, and you'll see the three courses we have up live right now. And um, we've got our Align course. It's how to learning small group ministry essentials. We've got a, how to do online uh, small group course. And then we have our newest one, how to do uh, kids small groups. And we've got uh, several more in the hopper. So bookmark that page and check back for later. Gosh, we have so much great content that came out of 2019 between the blogging, the um, the courses, and of course the podcast. So my favorite thing is that Bill has joined our podcast team. <laughs> um, but it has been such a blast. So just and to Nick get, too, and Nick too. <laughs> well, okay, I'm getting to Nick. Um, but so here's here's what happened, guys. So we went from me doing this solo um, and, you know, not to feel sorry for me or anything, but I was all on my own after Steve said, <laughs> you do this. So that went for about five, six years. And then towards the end of 2018 and beginning of 2019, Steve and Derek jumped in. And so then we went, went from one a month to two a month. Um, and then Steve is like, do more. And I'm like, no, I have a full-time job. I can only do one. Um, and then we started thinking, who could we invite to um, have a different perspective? And Nick was my favorite guest as, as doing uh, with Andrew um, and doing these book talks. And so that idea kind of came out. And he's so absolutely perfect for that. I love listening to him um, talk about the different books. And now I don't have to read the books because Nick's reading them for us. Um, and then, of course, if you listen to Bill, I basically said, Steve, Bill can talk about anything and I would listen. Yeah. Um, he has always been one of my favorite guests and he has so much wisdom. And I'm like, he could just talk about out of that. Plus his voice, my goodness. I want his voice. He's got perfect voice for podcasting. So yeah, you didn't I want, know. I want your voice. So he, that works out. You want my voice. I want yours. That'll Nick be, that'll be so, Derek so wants his own. I mean, as well, long as you don't do looks, then we're <laughs> we have the perfect voices for for radio or for podcasting. Is really what Steve's trying to say nicely, um, and then to continue on with obviously Steve and Eric. The only downside of this um, team is that I lost three of my favorite guests. I used to have you guys on on a regular rotation, and I'm like, oh no, I just see because I'm not selfish like that. Like Steve, you mentioned, you know, you were selfish. Well, I'm a giver, so I've now given to the network the other four, and so. So here's the fruit, though, you guys. The fruit is incredible. We By going through four shows, um, we have now 41,000 unique downloads. It's unique listener wow. downloads in um, 91 countries. And I didn't even know about the 91 wow. countries till this morning. That's crazy. Um, wow. And God is amazing with that. And then we have an all-time high of 188,000, which is kind of now by the end of, end of this, it's probably going to be close to 200. Um, and so it's been a, such a blast. And this year, especially, I think, um, gosh, when the pandemic hit and Steve, you did several on online groups with Jay, we gave so much um, input and context that helped people a ton um, on, you know, just as people were all scrambling about how to move our groups online. We gave so much practical hands-on stuff through this podcast, which has been really, really great. You know, just Carolyn, just echoing that. I mean, if you haven't looked at our, uh, if you go to the homepage, at the top, there's uh, a bar there, uh, not an open bar, uh, but a bar for, uh, you know, COVID resources. And, you know, it, there's over 50 resources that we have, you know, in smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash COVID 
And uh, it's just something that, you know, if, if you're listening and you're listening to Carolyn even talking about some, a lot of these things, where what we've all talked about in the silver linings, so many of the resources to help you take your groups to a silver lining are sitting on that page, just mm-hmm. waiting to be heard. I think that one of the videos that uh, the video team did uh, was it eclipsed 150,000 views. So, yeah, it was simple. How to get on Zoom, how to get your group on Zoom. It was so simple. Yeah. Um, and it, it just really met the need. So we, we try to, on this podcast, really try to figure out where are the pain points and where are the growth points for all of you, our listeners. And we try to provide value um, in a fun way for you guys. So if you have any topics or any areas that you wish you know we would tap into, yeah. please feel free to, to email us directly or on um, our Facebook page. Yeah. You can just throw it on there. Um, and all of our guests, you know, big shout out to all of our um, the guests that we've had on the program. They are amazing, and they just volunteer their time for just a thank you um, from us. You know, I it hits me that most of the time, all these resources that we just ticked off, uh, almost all of them are either free or just dirt cheap. Yeah, yeah. And when you think about how much. Uh, you have to spend out there. Even, I hate to say it, but even in church world, there's a lot of times where you like, you have to lay down big money for certain things. Right. And this is the beauty of this network is this is a relationally built network mm-hmm. where we share so much. Again, I know that there's some things that we charge for because we have to, you know, because there's like, well, I mean like the lobby when we do it in person actually costs money for like things like food and such. But <laughs> then, it, you know, it's an almost negligible when you add it up. And that's right. one of the things that's always impressed me before I was part of the small group network where I was just like a, a feeder from the small group network. It just amazed me how much, leech. It, well, you call me whatever you want to call me, you know, what? the suckers fit, you know? So that just, I, I, I just had to add that. That's that, I suppose that's like uh, tooting our own horn, but yet yeah, that, that stuff matters. And I, you, a lot of us on this call right here have known Steve for a very, very mm-hmm. long time. And one of the things that I love about this guy right here is that Steve gives, gives, gives constant, yeah. constant, constant. And uh, whenever there is fees attached to stuff, it's just out of necessity. But it it's just really remarkable how much is given away to the kingdom of God through just the collective voice mm-hmm. in the community. But big shout out to our brother Steve here for for his giving disposition, his giving heart. So don't say anything, Steve, because I know you're humble. You just, you know, it's okay. okay. I was just going to say, when you see the bills on your credit card, just don't stop it because I kept moving from each one of you to a new credit card that you've uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) We're being paid so much. The one one thing that would help, I mean, just along with what Bill is saying, we do have a ton of free resources and there's podcasts going back um, the last five years. If you're looking for a topic, I recently just posted about somebody who's looking for a sermon discussion guide question. Um, we have a great uh, interview with Dave Enns on that, who is the expert on that. Um, so mm-hmm. if you're thinking of something, do the use a search engine and find it. And the other piece is, you know, if you like what you're hearing through the Group Talk podcast, then you need to rate us on iTunes because <laughs> the rating actually is tied to the um, how quickly it shows up on people's search engines. So think, imagine the small group point person in Nebraska, let's just say, um, who is a volunteer which is a and beautiful state, by which the way. is a beautiful state, who's a volunteer and just is really discouraged. And Reality. they type in small group uh, ministry 
if if you know if we have more um, ratings, apparently this is how it works. It'll pop up earlier so they can get research and feel like they're part of a bigger whole, serving the kingdom together. And that's really the heart of the the podcast. And leave a comment when you're giving us that review and uh, say something funny, snarky, <laughs> and we'll read it on air. We'll celebrate you. It's you know, not I the just, only about Steve. You know, it you just know. strikes me. How many how many <laughs> countries did you say? Ninety one. We should make it a goal this year to to interview or interact with somebody from each of those countries that we can. I know that some of the countries it's very difficult for them, but that would be a good goal for twenty twenty one. I just made that up on the air and made a slight commitment towards that endeavor. So you're <laughs> well, we're going to change your show you're title to welcome. Bill Traveling the World. Hey, Bill I'll do the it. World. I've already interviewed a couple from England. So that's true. You know. I've done Australia and Canada, so we've done the easy ones. So now we have to go. I can do the Korean one in Korean. Steve said when the pandemic's over, he's going to take me to Russia with him. So I'm in. He promised to take me to Korea. Nick, where are you going (laughs) with Steve? I've already been to Hong Kong with him. So I think I need to go. You got to go to Hong Kong? Yeah, it was awesome. You're his favorite. Jason Williams. Bitterness, bitterness is a deep root, so we'll just move <laughs> on the show. Close it up. <laughs> well, you guys, this has been a lot of fun, and uh, I just want to thank you each so much for sharing all of your silver linings from 2020. It's been a tough year. We know that for each of us and for all of you listening, but um, God is good, and we believe 2021 is going to be a great year. So let these silver linings from this year encourage you for next year. And uh, thanks again to everybody for spending part of your day with us. We pray you have an amazing New Year holiday with your families. And until next time, goodbye. See ya. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Hey, Small Group Network family. Jason Banzoff here, Group Doc Producer and Small Group Network Creative Arts Director. We hope you had a Merry Christmas, and we hope you have a Happy New Year and a great start to 2021. Thank you so much for tuning in this episode of Group Talk United, and thank you so much to Steve, Carolyn, Nick, Bill, and Derek for that great episode. Sorry I couldn't make it, but guess what? I'm here now. Now, before we go, let's talk about something we already talked about earlier, Virtual Lobby 2021. Due to the COVID-19 restrictions in California, this year's annual lobby gathering will be held live online. And the lobby is one of the nation's premier small group training and networking events. This year's event will run from 9 a.m. to noon Pacific Standard Time each day, and will start off with a general session in the first hour, followed by various breakout sessions on every small group hot topic you can think of. Speakers include Steve Gladen from Saddleback, Bill Willis from North Point, Jared Kirkwood from Mariners, and Dave Enns from North Coast, and over 40 breakout session speakers. Get 30% off now by using code SAVECASH. That's S-A-V-E-C-A-S-H. Visit smallgroupnetwork.com forward slash events to register you and your team today. And thank you for listening to Group Talk. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast through iTunes and get new episodes downloaded automatically. Also, if you enjoy this program, please take a few minutes to give us a positive rating on iTunes so that other small group point people can find us more easily. We encourage you to visit our website, smallgroupnetwork.com, to access our library of free resources, connect to a huddle with other small group ministry leaders in your area, read our blog articles, or join us on our Facebook group. Don't forget to use the hashtag SGNet when engaging with your social media channels. Thank you for your support.